on September 30, 2010. National polygamy advocate Mark Henkel was on The J.P. Godsey Show on Freedom 1650 WHKT. If you look up happy in the dictionary, you'll see a picture of this guy, J.P. Godsey on Freedom 1650. Hey, we're back here on the J.P. Godsey Show, 26 and a half minutes till the top of the hour. Mark Henkel, when I was out getting my shoulder worked on again, been nonstop this summer, we switched him from Tuesday when Brian Cohen filled in, because I wanted to be able to talk to him myself. He's the national polygamy advocate, founder of thetruthbearer.org. Mr. Hinkle, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Now, where are you out of, Mark? May I call you, Mark? Yeah, certainly. Oh, okay, where, where are you out of? The state of Maine. Olympia Snow? And, uh, that's a kind of uh, independent uh, lean state, uh, is it not? We do have uh, Republicans that tend to think they're Democrats, yes. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought, uh, uh, too. Let's get right into it. I mean, it's so off the wall. Wouldn't have even thought about it. I want you to open up our minds, because uh, I'm leaning toward, heck, this is a state's issue. If states want to make this legal, then, you know, but how did you get started in this whole thing? You've been all over the media. Well, I am... Um I'm a Christian, not a Mormon, having nothing to do with Mormonism whatsoever, and discovered in the Bible that there is not one proof or evidence of the invented doctrine of one man, one woman, that actually there's numerous polygamists in the Bible, and even the Adam and Eve story was written by a polygamist named Moses with two wives. Also recognized that nobody in the Bible was ever married by government. And so uh, started the Truth Bearer organization over time and started bringing Christian polygamy evangelical to other evangelical Christians that the Bible, continuing the Reformation, that the Bible never invented that do- the one man, one woman doctrine. And that uh, became a growing movement because of the Internet and because now finally for the first time in history someone could stand and not be dismissed as Mormon, not be dismissed as secular or liberal or anything of these other things that uh, my fellow Christians would try to dismiss. Uh, now someone could actually raise the arguments and show the Bible itself what it actually says. So that's what uh, catapulted me to the overall national stages, the overall national polygamy advocate for all forms, whether it's secular polygamy, Christian polygamy, Mormon polygamy, Muslim polygamy, and so forth. Well, I, and I anticipate you bringing the Bible up on this, and obviously anybody that's even had a casual uh, reading of the Bible knows that certainly there were many people that had many wives uh, in the Old Testament, but how about in the New Testament, because it's uh, I, I don't recall any uh, polygamy going on in the New Testament, but maybe I'm just rusty. Well, first, the New Testament really wasn't so much about chronologies like it was of the kings and, and uh, lineages as it was in the Old Testament. But besides that, you also have the example of Jesus Christ in Matthew 25 with the parable of the virgins, using a parable to metaphorically describe himself as a polygamist coming to marry the five wise virgins. And certainly if polygamy was a sin, the sinless Jesus Christ would never use a parable to describe himself in a sinful scenario. And moreover, the issue of law being under the law in the Old Testament and being under grace in the New Testament, certainly polygamy was allowed under the legalistic basis of being under the law. You certainly then don't go into the uh, new covenant of grace and make the doctrine of marriage more legalistically restrictive in the time of grace than it ever was when it was under the law. When did it become illegal? Take us back from a historical uh, standpoint. Well, I mean, I have no idea. When, when was it uh, illegal? Well, it was... Uh, 
it was actually as Christianity uh, went from being the persecuted faith of the martyrs and disciples until around the 4th century when it transformed into the global political powerhouse of the Catholic institution and then started acquiescing to some of the Roman false god theologies and asceticism, which had this whole idea of, which led to the celibacy for priests and, and this anti-sexual thing that even marriage shouldn't even have sexual uh, relations. So it was definitely become a very uh, anti-relationship between man and woman and the whole celibacy idea. That's where the one man, one woman invented doctrine then came about. Then it started going through the centuries and governments were being controlled by that political powerhouse called the Catholic institution. And then that led to the Reformation with Martin Luther saying, no, doctrine's not based on what the traditions of uh, the institution creates, but actually doctrine's based on the Bible. That led to the Reformation, led to Protestantism, and then Protestantism is people wanting to be free from governments controlled by the Catholic institution led to people coming to the New World. That led to America. That's why people came to this country to be free from governments controlled by uh, big government and, and certain, uh, excuse me, being controlled by the uh, religious institutions such as the Catholic institution, and, and America was born. And hence we end up with our Bill of Rights. And, and certainly if you see the Tenth Amendment, you mentioned earlier the uh, states' rights issue, the Tenth Amendment says that if it's not in the Constitution, the government has no authority to do that. And indeed, marriage was never in the Constitution, and even the Republicans, when they very first started forming before uh, President Lincoln became president in the 1860s, just prior to that, even they recognized that they could not prohibit polygamy because of the Tenth Amendment. So what they did is by 1862, they created a law that prohibited polygamy in the jurisdiction of the Utah Territory, which was an estate, and therefore that defaulted to the Constitution, Article 4, Section 3, Clause 2, give federal management. They created this anti-polygamy law. It got challenged and went to the Supreme Court in 1878. And the Supreme Court, those liberal activist judges of 1878 in the Reynolds case, concocted a nationwide precedent banning polygamy based on a law that was only based on jurisdictional management. Not ba It would have never passed the Tenth Amendment scrutiny. But then from that point on, they blackmailed states that wanted to join the Union to have to add an anti-bigamy clause into their constitution in order to enter the Union. And here we are today. Wow, you just said a mouthful. Mark Hankel joins us 20 minutes till the hour. Uh, he wants to make polygamy legal. Let's flip the coin around. Is, is there ever been a situation where a wife, because I can see some powerful uh, women, I can see some powerful women now that are wealthy and confident and successful in their mid-50s or 60 or whatever, wanting to have a younger, more vulnerable, uh, a man as a husband in their 30s, maybe just to do monkey rolls with or something, and then they might want to have an older uh, gentleman that they could actually go on a vacation, a cruise, or go to dinner with and enjoy the opera and things like uh, that. What about What's the story if you flip the coin? Well, we're saying that government has no authority to be defining anyway. In fact, we propose the polygamy rights win-win solution that both sides, the one-man, one-woman crowd and the same-sex marriage crowd, everybody wins, and that is abolish all marriage control for unrelated consenting adults. And then it doesn't matter what people choose to do because government doesn't have the authority to be involved in the freedom of assembly and the contractual arrangements that consenting adults make. Uh, where does it stand right now? Do you have any support... Uh, at all from any of our uh, legislators in Washington. We are building support through the the, uh, the basis, of, certainly, of the Tenth Amendment. We have what is called the 
anti-polygamy house of cards strategy, and that is, is that anti-polygamy thinking in society is pretty much a house of court cards held up by different floors, and the very first floor is indeed my fellow evangelical conservative Christians. One making the mistake that uh, the Bible invented the one man, one woman doctrine, which it never did, and two, the idea that limited government values would never support the marital Marxism of one for each, for, so that each might have one, in terms of the invented one man, one woman doctrine, and that government should never be involved in the freedom of assembly of consenting adults. You wouldn't have a gospel control amendment, you wouldn't have a baptism control amendment, you wouldn't have a Lord's Table Control Amendment, and God forbid you shouldn't have a Marriage Control Amendment. Do you have any uh, celebrities or big names or people that have kind of signed on? We're so ate up with celebrity in this uh, country. Uh, you know, like Woody Harrelson is the big spokesman for hemp, uh, industrial uses of that. Uh, do you have anybody that jumped on board with you? Well, from taking from both sides, basically showing the conservative, uh, limited government angle, and certainly those who promote for, uh, say they represent the other side of the so-called LGBT, ironically, they say they're supporting all LGBT, but the B of LGBT supposedly represents bisexuals, and certainly uh, the idea that uh, bisexuals may want to choose multiple relationships uh, for those who perceive things from that liberal perspective, and certainly there are many stars that have come out and describe themselves as that B, and that itself could be something that that side of the uh, political spectrum could be, uh, con could be seen as supportive. What happens if you uh, are married uh, to more than one woman or if more, more than one man? What, what's the law state right now? This isn't something that's on the t tip of anybody's tongue. Well, the different states do have different laws, and some uh, simply uh, banned the idea of having more than one wife uh, at a time, and it's based on legal legal license. And very often, most uh, the polygamists, whether it's secular polygamy, Christian polygamy, or whatever, usually it's one marriage with a legal license, and the rest is what the government would consider uh, girlfriends, if you will. But with that, there are some states, including my state, the state of Maine, that has what's called the purported clause. And, for example, in the state of Maine, the bigamy law reads, a person is guilty of bigamy if, having a spouse, he intentionally marries or purports to marry, knowing that he is legally ineligible to do so. And therefore, just the free speech act of a married man with the consent of wife included, a married man using the free speech of calling a girlfriend a wife, the free speech act itself is a crime in some states, including the state of Maine. We only have a couple minutes here left again. Mark Henkel joins us. You want to give out your website again, Mark, if people want to check this out? It's uh, the truthbearer.org, and certainly as the National Polygamy Advocate, you can find me at nationalpolygamyadvocate.com as well. well how did um, Utah, obviously there's many Mormons there, but the, the Mormon religion, the Mormons that I know, and I don't know that many, uh, Mitt Romney, but I mean, uh, uh, do they still uh, support the idea of polygamy in the Mormon faith? In 1890, the mainstream Mormons officially disavowed themselves of polygamy. However, when you look to the Mormon doctrines, uh, it, this idea of a pre-existence of souls, that it, it, Brigham Young saying it was a duty of all Mormons to have as many Mormon babies as possible so that those pre-existing souls would be born Mormon and not into the heathen, that doctrine itself shows that uh, Mormon polygamy without, excuse me, Mormonism without polygamy 
is like Christianity without Christ. You really can't have Mormonism without Mormon polygamy because of their doctrines. But anybody else, that, that they have different doctrines and certainly have no reason for compulsion that way. What I do want you to understand, though, is, is that the mainstream Mormons have disavowed that. But technically speaking, the Mormon religion, if you go to the original the way it was designed, you could really say that the polygamous Mormons are the real Mormons and the mainstream Mormons are the ones who have disavowed their religion. Uh, how much, uh, what's the census, last, last question here, what's your thoughts or the consensus? Do you think this is just way too radical uh, for the average American? And by the way, somebody uh, emailed in and wanted to know, we're, we're talking about consenting adults. Well, I mean, what is the, what is the question? Unrelated? Unrelated consenting adults. Is that a stipulation? Isn't that a, like uh, uh, almost a... Uh, Part of a law, then, if you say that they have to be unrelated to a sister and a brother, kind of. Primarily, it, it separates us from the issue of incest. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, any, any, because uh, again, it's just such a far-fetched I thought for me. But I mean, now that I, I said before, I'm a big believer in live and let live, and that right. the the government has no business being in people's bedrooms or, or. Uh, um, a lot of the things are involved in. Sure. What's the consensus you think? Well, we believe that America will one day be thanking polygamists because we propose the polygamy rights win-win solution that says abolish all marriage control for unrelated consenting adults. And that way, those who want same-sex marriage, they have a right to an imagination, they have a right to, if they want to play house, they have a right to, and they get what they politically want, which is equality for all. As well as conservatives that say they believe in limited government, say they believe in Tenth Amendment, say they believe in the Bible, and say they believe in Adam and Eve, who were never married by government, then they get a win as well. And so by having government not define license or control marriage for any consenting adult, unrelated consenting adults, then it doesn't matter whether uh, same-sex marriage supporters believe one man, one woman, and vice versa, and it doesn't matter if people oppose polygamy because it's a matter of freedom and government is out of it altogether. I love that. that Adam and Eve wasn't married by government folks, but I mean, they had a pretty big uh, dude that got them hooked up together. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> I would think so. Hey, you've been great, Mark. I hope you've enjoyed uh chatting with us. I have. have. Have with you. Good luck to you. You've certainly sparked some thoughts in our listeners audience right here in Eastern Virginia. Well, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate that. All the best. Mark Hankel is National Polygamy Advocate. Presented polygamy to the public since 1994. NationalPolygamyAdvocate.com